0: What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Anaya Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. So today's episode is going to be about Father's Day, my views and points on what I feel is important when it comes to a daughter-father type of relationship. We're going to talk about Tupac, and then we're going to end it off with a little girl talk. So if you guys are interested, just keep on listening. We're not dealing with no negative shit, period, all right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit, and they're not supportive, fuck them. What's up, you guys? It's your girl Anaya, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, Thank you guys so much for showing me so much love, support, feedback, and just positive messages and just love and vibrations you guys send my way. I receive it. I appreciate it. And thank you guys so much. Um, Continue to share my podcast in hopes of uplifting, motivating, or just inspiring someone else. That is the whole point of this podcast. Um, So yeah, we're just going to jump right into what I want to talk about today. So today is actually thought Father's Day, and I wanted to talk about you know, us as women and daughters who may have rocky relationships or no relationships or great relationships with our dad. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about that and basically give my input and thoughts on the topic. Um, I went to an event a couple months ago. And it was a K-Swiss event with Karen Civil and another woman, and I don't know her name. Um, she is the CEO and founder of Girl Boss, which is an app, I think. Um, so anyways, they were on a panel list. I got invited to the event. I was super excited because Karen Civil is from New Jersey. Shout out to my up north females. They be grinding and getting it in. So, you know, um, I wanted to go and just hear what they had to say so make a long story short they had a little panel discussion and then it became a, a portion where people and the audience would ask questions and I think one of the questions that one of the audience members asked was basically like you know being an entrepreneur or running and doing social media how does your parents feel about it and Karen and the other woman basically said like they don't have great foundation and relationships with their father like they don't talk to them or you know my father tried to disown me because of this because of that because I wanted to do that and it and it just and, and it put a bug in my ear it just added like a thought like why is it that when it comes to young women that are entrepreneurs and very successful in their careers not all but some have a rocky relationship with their fathers and it's just it's just kind of it makes me want to research and find out more like why is this you know what I'm saying um I don't have the best relationship with my dad but it is a relationship that I'm learning as I get older to value more because when I'm dating men and, and dealing with men, I have to look back and see the type of male figure that I have presented in front of me, and ask myself, "Am the are the men that I'm choosing a reflection of what I know to be pure and love, which is my father, whether I like it or not, whether I find something that he does personally as a you know something I would want to have or something I don't want to have, and that's something that I'm learning." In, in this moment that I have to value and seek, you know what I'm saying? So it was just very interesting to hear them say that they don't really have great relationships with their dads, and it just and it kind of broke my heart because you know i'm I'm not in a position like Karen Civil, but I am working and building my empire and it just for me to be on top and not have a strong connection with my parents. That, that would bother me, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't work hard just for our own personal self gain. We work hard to provide for ourselves, our family, our legacy, and our name. I would hope all of us do. So it was just very heartbreaking to hear that. And when I left, I kept questioning. I think I called my mom, and I was just like, Mommy. And, you know, it just it just really bothered me. It really did. And I think that I want to encourage my young women to really value and try to understand our fathers. You know, I feel like a father and daughter relationship is is very important. and I think that we don't put enough energy or time into trying to, you know, have a strong foundation when it comes to a, a daughter and um, father relationship. And now mind you, it, it takes two people to have a solid foundation. It can't just be you, and it can't just be your father. You know what I'm saying? I think that everybody comes a point in time where they are mature, they are open-minded, and forgiveness and other things play a factor into moving forward, you know? Um, so, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about that. And, you know, I want to also take a moment to basically um, salute young fathers. You know, there's a lot of young fathers who didn't have a father. So you have a lot of men that grow up with no guidance and then have to guide someone else. And that isn't easy. And I learned when it comes to me as a child, but also as an adult and me being a daughter, um, you have to look at your parents in a way that you have to look at them as a person and not as your mom and your dad. You know what I'm saying? I think that was something that I had to learn early in my 20s. Like, I can't look at my parents as my parents. I have to look at them as young adults, having me young, doing things, wanting to live their life. And, you know, once you kind of understand, you, you kind of can fall back and not be too much in your feelings about certain decisions that people make, especially when you know their background and their foundation or how they were brought up so it's just to me honestly it's just breaking a chain and a cycle and it starts with this generation you know what I'm saying to young men who are having children and young women who are having kids make sure that you know a father figure is very much um around and aware especially to these young black men they need a male figure. You know what I'm saying? I think I was watching an episode of Steve Harvey and it was a young man in the audience and he was asking like, you know, how can I become a man if I don't have a male figure around? And it's just like, damn, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So even if you're not a father or if you're just a man who who can add value into other young men's lives. I, I I definitely think that you should step up to the plate and do so. Especially when it comes to our black men. You know, we need to stick together, be strong together, teach each other, grow with each other. And I think that And he was just like, you know, it's just it's just really sad. It's really sad, especially when we talk about our type of communities and, you know, the type of people that um not even the type of people that we are just how we're raised and brought up you know what i'm saying so um i just wanted to also say to my young fathers that are struggling and going through the nonsense just you know always show your kids love and spend time with them because the money doesn't really matter you know what i'm saying money comes and goes and money doesn't replace your connection with your children so, if you can have and and spend quality time and install morals and you know, goals into your children, that is the most valuable thing you can do outside of money because money doesn't hold any value when it comes to building a relationship with your children. So I just wanted to say that I want to salute all the fathers that push their kids to be the best version of themselves. A shout out to fathers that have done better jobs than what their fathers have done and just breaking those cycles because we need to break these type of cycles. They're not healthy for us. They don't serve us. They're no good for us these things are only you know holding us back from what we need to be as whole as people is just to be better especially black people so today is June 16th 2019 it is Tupac's birthday he would have been 48 years old um i can just brag about this man i really can Tupac holds a very very special place in my heart for many reasons Um, Number one, he holds a special place in my childhood. Um, My mother grew up, I grew up listening to Tupac. My mother would blast him in the house, Um, you know, just watching TV as a child, seeing music videos. And, you know, so he, he, I was introduced to him at a very young age. Um, And then getting older as a teenager, reading more about him, reading his poems, listening to his music, being an adult and going through life as an adult and, and really knowing the lyrics and how it resonates with my personal life. So he has, um, he's played a, a very big, major part in my life. Um, when it comes to my sanity, I guess you can say, or even the way that, you know, um, to value men that are creative and artistic, especially men that are Geminis, because I felt like Tupac was very misunderstood. And um, he had he's like an a Rubik's cube, like he has so many sides to him, which made him very beautiful from the outside in, and it shined through, and it resonated with people that know true beauty, or when someone knows a beautiful soul. So um, yeah, Tupac just really held a special, special place for me. Um, I wanted to basically name my top five Tupac songs. Now, this is going to be hard, okay? Because Tupac has a lot of great music. He has, you know, and and what's so crazy is he died at a very young age. I I wouldn't say 25 or 26. I really think it's 25, which is crazy because that is my age. And it makes me look at him as an inspiration and motivation because... He has accomplished so much at a very short period of time and and at a young age. And, you know, he was robbed from his destiny and purpose. But I feel like he touched so many lives and souls through his work, through his art, through his music, through his poems, through his movies. He, you know, he... Um, He did his thing while he was here. Sometimes I think about him and I just wonder, like, you know, was he happy? Was he satisfied with what he had? He always seemed like he was yearning and wanting more out of life, and I don't think that he ever received it. So I do pray for his soul um, and his well-being and his peace, just because I just, you know, I be thinking about him. That's girl. That's my baby daddy. Okay, I be thinking about my man, <laughs> but no, he's just he's a very uh special individual. So I do um think about him time to time, and um some of these songs I'm gonna name in my top five list. I wish I had a pen and paper, but I don't. Um, the top five songs they're very personal for me. Um, I wanna say this was about almost five years ago. Um. In my early 20s going through a stage where it's like okay what is my purpose what am i doing i have a large following i have a business is this is what i need to be doing this is this, this, that and you get depressed and i had a little i wouldn't even call it depression like you just you beat yourself up you know what i'm saying you beat yourself up because you're not content and happy with where you are where you live what you have your car whatever the case may be your love life your friends whatever and i was going in a very dark space and place and tupac music was the light at the end of the tunnel he was the rose <laughs> that grew out the concrete for me and um his music just i don't know it just it did something to me like like i said it's almost like watching a, a movie when you're a kid and then you watch it again as an adult it's just it clicks and it connects totally different and i think that when i was Going through what I was going through and then listening to his lyrics and and it be so relatable to me and my personal situation at that time. It just connected on a whole nother level that I appreciate music is supposed to inspire and his music has definitely done that to many people and also touched many lives. And um, not only did he have, you know, the regular, you know, regular rap music type of shit, but he also has substance in his music. And that is something that um, my generation lack. Okay, so I would have this. This is really not in order. Um, I love a lot of Tupac songs, but I'm just going to give you guys my top five. Um, One of them is Temptations. Ooh, child. I don't know what it is about that song. It just, I just be wanting to light an incense and just let that song kind of repeat itself. Um, yeah, Temptations is definitely one of my favorite Tupac songs. So we're just going to name that number one. Number two would be Me Against the World. That is such a. Um that is such a that is a song that I feel like every young person needs to listen to because we all feel like that sometimes like we feel like it's really us <laughs> against the world, you know what I'm saying? Um but the song is is very powerful. It 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 has a beautiful message and it it's more beautiful because it came from him. Um so that's number 2. Um and number 3 would be so many tears. And I love how vulnerable Tupac is. I love how open he was with his art and his music. Like, it's just, uh, we don't get that anymore. Okay, so that was number three. So many tears. Um, Number four would be, um, I'm not mad at you. And that's one of my favorite songs, and I love the video. And, it's, and the video is so sad because Tupac and Biggie talked about, you know, death and, and life after death and things like that. And, and, and there's power of the tongue and the things that you speak on and say can be your reality because you're manifesting it and putting it out into the universe. So um, that video, if you guys have never seen Tupac's video for I Ain't Mad At You, it's just, I don't know. It, it, the video was so eerie, <laughs> you know, and he died shortly after that. And I think that was his last music video that he filmed while he was alive. But that video and that song also holds a very special place. Um, and I would say the last song would have to be Changes. Um yeah, all these songs that I named on my top five, if you guys haven't checked them out or you're new to Tupac, you don't know who Tupac is, you never really listen to him, definitely check out those five songs that I just named. Um, but yeah, Changes is definitely um, one of my songs. And of course, I like other songs like Picture Me Rolling, you know, Life Goes On, um, I Get Around, you know, Hail Mary, okay. I ain't a killer, but don't push me, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. So I really, (laughs) I love Tupac. He's definitely what I picture my man to be like. You know, he has a very woke, um, conscious mind, but he also is that nigga with the strap, and he also is a lover in the heart. Which is he just well rounded, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you could take Tupac anywhere and he gonna be good, you know what I'm saying? You could take that nigga to the to your mom's house and he gonna be good. You can take that nigga on the block, he gonna be good. You could take the nigga, you know what I'm saying, to the museum, he gonna be good. Like he was just a well rounded type of dude, and I just was always attracted to that, that um his his aura and essence as a man. So um shout outs to Tupac. But um, I also wanted to read one of my favorite poems by Tupac. Like I said, he he is also a lyricist, a poet, an actor, an artist. He's just amazing. Like to be honest, and I feel like the type of um, hmm, the type of shows and movies they've put out to portray his life. I feel like not enough not enough uh just not enough I'm just not satisfied as a fan and as a person who really values and appreciate his art and what he's done I feel like the shit that they put out is just is just it's not up to my standard and up to par but anyways um Tupac had a book of poems that were published so this book um I used to read like I said before my mother had this book as a teenager I would go to her shit and read her shit. So, um <laughs> she had this book and it was Tupac's face and he's just he's just gorgeous. Tupac is gorgeous. He looks like a fucking king when you look at him. You look at, you stare in his eyes. You get lost in the sauce, all right? But anyways, so this book is titled, um, it's a poem book. It's titled the, the Rose That Grew From the Concrete. And when I was a teenager, it inspired me to tap into my emotional side. I'm a cancer. We're very emotional and we could feel things. And reading his poems made me want to basically write poems in response. Like if I was to write him back, if that was what he was writing me. So it did inspire me to write poems. Um, I used to post my poems on Facebook when Facebook used to be hot as a teenager. So um, maybe one day I might read him on a podcast, but they're kind of embarrassing because I was so young. But anyways, um, this one is from his book. And what I like about the book, you guys get to physically see his handwriting and how the format of his poems were, the titles, who, which, and what the poems was dedicated to. So that was very unique, and it felt like you were getting to know him on a more intimate deeper level which i appreciate it so this poem is called what of a love unspoken what of a love unspoken is it weaker without a name does this love deserve to exist without a title because i dare not share its name does that make me cruel and cold to deny the world of my salvation because i choose to let it grow people tend to choke that which they do not understand. Why shouldn't I be weary and withhold this love from man? What of a love unspoken? No one ever knows, but this is a love that lasts and in secrecy it grows. Oh. Okay, y'all know if y'all ever been to like a poetry little little cafe shit or whatever, you know they snap up in there. Okay? <laughs> but he has many that I like. He has many poems and they're categorized in the book. So if you guys also want to check that out, I definitely do recommend if you guys are into poetry and things like that, you definitely do get to experience a different side of him, um, which I grew a whole nother level of love and respect for him as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to um, just praise him and 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 just speak very highly of him because he has motivated me and inspired me in so many ways not only to use my platform for what it is necessary but also to make a difference and matter. And there's an interview that he spoke about, you know, sparking the mind of a young person that can change the world and and it lets me know that it is possible, you know, to have a very powerful impact on not only your community and your people but the world. So I wanted to say thank you and um God rest his soul. Alright, so this is the girl talk portion of this episode. So basically I asked you guys to send me an email, subject girl talk, and keep it anonymous, include your age. It can literally be about anything you guys, whatever comes up to mind and you want to ask me or you just want my opinion and input or you want me to give you advice Feel free to knock yourself out and shoot me an email. My email is on all of my social media platforms, okay? So let's just dive into this email. Now, this one says, Hey, Anaya, I'm 21 years old, and I have been struggling with my confidence a lot lately. I have been a shy person and on the quieter side. With me trying to get out of my shell, I have been doing I've been going out with my friends more often. I have noticed that I don't get the same attention from guys that my friends do. It used to not bother me, but as I'm getting older, I really am trying to improve who I am and coming into my own. This has really taken a hit on my confidence. I have never had a guy come up to me and compliment me, never ask for my number, anything. I understand that the acceptance and attention of a guy does not determine my self-worth. But when I look in the mirror, I see such a beautiful, driven, smart individual. And then I go out and see that no one is interested in taking the time to get to know me. It really bothers me. You spoke to me when you said you don't want to be successful. You don't want to be a successful, beautiful woman who's alone. Ooh, I so I sure did say that shit. <laughs> Okay, um, she put, as someone who really values a healthy relationship, unlike other women of my generation, it discourages me and has me second-guessing myself. I don't even know what I'm trying to get out of this email, but hearing what you have to say about this will be interesting. So, to my shy, quiet girls... Your energy and your aura has to speak for itself, okay? You have, uh, and I'm going to say this, you have men that are attracted to physical, the physicalness of a woman, meaning her curves, her ass, her body, her bust, her stomach. Like, guys are very visual. You know, guys can visually look at you and already know what he wants to do with you. So, naturally, men are attracted to what they can visually see because men are very, visual. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, men are attracted to women that are confident. Men, I mean, men are attracted to women that they know they can approach. So for my shy, quiet girls, you know, men may look at you and feel like you're reserved. You don't want to be approached. You don't want anyone to talk to you. In reality, it is the opposite of that. But I feel you have to let your energy and your aura, let it be known that you are very interested and that you do want someone to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? It's the way that you carry yourself. For example, I went out last night. I'm in New York right now. I went out, um, I was with my cousin and I'm sitting there. I'm minding my business. I'm laughing. I'm talking to my cousin. I'm having a couple of drinks. And I've noticed around me that men are paying attention to my body language. They're paying attention to the way I speak. They're paying attention to the way I'm sitting. As a woman who's confident in herself, you don't have to do anything to attract attention. As someone who's always been sure of herself I haven't always been confident but I'm very sure of who I am as a woman men can see that men knows a strong woman from a mile away men knows a woman who's very confident and very sure of herself and they are attracted to that I may not have the biggest ass or the fattest this and, and the largest this and that or the slimmest this and that men are attracted to confident women especially real men I didn't have to do anything or say anything. I didn't even get up. I sat down and and minded my business. (laughs) But men took the time to notice me because the type of aura and energy that I have and what I project and give off. So basically what I'm saying is if you want men to approach you and you want a man to notice you, be yourself, but also put the type of energy and vibe that you are inviting to talk to. You know what I'm saying? Also, I've noticed... Men like very classy women. Uh, if a man is approaching you and and, and and what he's saying also determines what his intentions are from jump, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I just feel like you have to have a certain genesis-wise uh, to you as a woman, the way you walk, the way you carry yourself, your scent, your aura, your body language. A a real man notices every little detail about you before he's even approaching you. A little boy would notice you have a fat ass and want to holler and get your number. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between men and little boys. And there's a difference between what men are attracted to versus what catches their eye. So I just feel like my advice to you is be yourself, but also not seek. Because I'm not saying you're seeking it, but you're disappointed. So you have an expectation, and you're like oh well nobody talks to me it could just be the vibe and body language you may have your arms folded you may look real like you don't want to be there people can pick up energy you don't have to verbally say anything for someone to feel your vibe you know what i'm saying if you give off friendly if you give off i'm interested that makes the opposite sex want to approach you and vice versa same for me like if i want to approach a man I'm looking at his body language, I'm checking him out, and then if I get closer and I like his scent that he puts out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, then I'm I'm knowing that this is safe, this is approachable, let me shoot my shot. It's the same thing, so if you're not projecting or putting out a certain type of vibe and energy... The opposite sex may not feel like you want to be approached or bothered or just fuck it. I ain't talking to her. So, you know, don't don't think too hard on it, but just, you know, learn how to tap into your inner goddess. I speak on this on my YouTube channel. Um, You know, men love confident women. There's so many ways to be sexy without revealing any type of skin. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially when you know what type of man you want to attract. So just keep that in mind. Um, You know, I don't know. (laughs) That's the best advice I could give you, though. But, yeah, I hope it helped, though. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you guys share this podcast, like, rate, subscribe, so you guys don't miss out on any new episodes. Um, And I just want to say thank you guys for showing me so much love and support. And just sharing it on social media, it means the world to me. Getting the feedback from you guys, it means the world to me. But I love you guys, and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode.